0: Time for our regular catch-up with National Party Leader Christopher Luxon. Morning, Christopher. Morning, John. How are you today? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. um, Labor, not national, Labor's Grant Robertson is saying today that things are getting so awful out there for him that Labor is considering putting the plug on walkabouts at next year's election. What's life like for you out there?
1: Oh, look, I feel pretty safe when I'm out and about, and I think it's actually really important that New Zealand politicians are highly accessible to the public. It's one of the special and unique things that we have uh, in our politics here in this country. It's very different from other countries. Uh, certainly it's not the case like that in, say, the US. Um, I've had one incident, I think, in Palmerston North a few months ago where protesters um, made it difficult for me to leave an event, but it was well handled by local police, and I felt you know, safe and, and not in serious danger. Are
0: you going to be doing anything special during the campaign next year to keep your MP safe and your candidates safe? No,
1: look, I think from my point of view, um, you know, I I, I just think it's important that we are highly accessible and out there. So, you know, there's nothing, there's no change from our end at this point. So, um, you know, I I move around to the country. I'm in two or three towns each and every week. And, um, you know, people feel free to tell you what they think about uh, you or your policies. But uh, (laughs) in general, I say, I've got to be honest, people are really respectful and and, and really excited that we might be changing the government, which is good.
0: All right, Sam, Sam, you laughed then. Why did you laugh after you said that?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's usually the conversation, you know, that, what are you, yeah, you know, Chris, we've got to change this government, we've got to change this government, there's a lot of that that I get, um, but, uh, but no, look, I, I feel pretty safe, and, I, and honestly, to be honest, John, I mean, it is really important that we have some civility in our politics, we can disagree strongly with each other, um, and otherwise we will go down a road like you see in other countries where it becomes really divisive and people are in their camps and all right, okay. um, communicate in the same room. All
0: right, Sam Uffindill's back in, in caucus, is he back because you now think he's no longer a liability, or is he back because the National Party had no option but to take him back? because it was the National Party who put him in that difficult position of not res- revealing his bullying behaviour in his past.
1: Look, I mean, he's back because we did an independent investigation over those subsequent um, allegations around his, his flatting at, at Otago and also it was an opportunity to you know get confirmed that there were no other... Uh, people that came forward that were a victim of Sam's you know any any um, you know poor behavior from Sam the uh, subsequent to the King's college and even the interaction with the flatmate so from my point of view you know what I'm looking for is a demonstration that Sam is a different person from the from the bully that he was at King's College and he has shown tremendous remorse about it um, and we have done reference checking and now Maria Jews confirmed uh, that that's the case and so on that basis you know
0: he's, he's invited fully back into caucus during the course of the investigation was Maria Jew approached by anyone claiming similar behaviour by any other National Party MPs? Uh, No,
1: no. I mean, the real focus on here was to get to, you know, there's a different version of events and different accounts uh, from an event 20 years ago and to understand, you know, where Maria came down on that. Uh, which was that, you know, uh, Sam did not engage in the serious behaviour that was alleged. Uh, And the second thing for me was really just making sure that there was um, no one else came forward that considered themselves a victim from his behaviour beyond the King's College experience. And so, you know, that's important to me because that demonstrates that he's changed. He is a different person. I think you've seen him in media. He's very genuine about uh, the
0: remorse and hurt that he's caused in the past. What What was Maria Jew's view on your intention to keep the report secret?
1: Um, well, look, I mean, we we basically, uh, and I was very clear about that from day one. Is I wanted as many people as possible. To oh, that's
0: yeah, well, that's well canvassed. What was her view on your intention to keep it secret?
1: Um, well, she was supportive of that. I mean, that was that was you know part of the conditions of yeah you know, that was in our report um, or in the report really clearly is that everyone's participated, agreeing and trusting that the report would be confidential given the sensitivities that were involved. Yeah, but
0: um, you've got one, of the, you've got you've got two of the complainants now saying they don't mind. They'd like it out there.
1: Yeah, but there were 14 people interviewed. There were many others that made written statements, and we made an undertaking of confidentiality, and they contributed on that basis, and and that's why it's not being released. Were
0: were Were those 14 people interviewed, any of them, did they come forward once the investigation started, or were they approached? Um,
1: they all they they would have all come forward. Um, Maria would have Maria went and did what she does so well, which is being impartial,
0: professional, and a real expert. What I'm saying we, now what I'm asking though, is uh, were there other complaints? There the were there other complaints that ended up being looked at as part of this investigation? Um, look, I'm not going into
1: that. All I'm saying is that oh, were know,
0: there or went there? Question. Were were there or went there, Christopher?
1: No, no, the, the, the objectives are really clear. We wanted clarity around the events on the Otago flatting incident, and I wanted reassurance there was nothing else that, uh, since that, that moment um, that, that, you know, that Sam had caused any hurt or harm to anyone else.
0: Yeah, but did anyone else come forward? Because it was well publicised, this investigation was happening. Did anyone else come forward? That's right. And was any further compl- were any further complaints investigated as part of this review?
1: Um, no one else came forward that considered themselves a victim of Sam's behaviour beyond the King's College incidents. And so, um, you know, that's why I wanted to be reassured about that. And that's why I encourage as many people, if they had any issues, if they had any further allegations, that they could, they could bring those forward to Maria.
0: So do you have trust issues in caucus? Because it seems very strange you didn't share the report or at least didn't share an executive summary with your caucus members.
1: Well essentially we did I mean essentially what I did is I took the formal statements we made uh, you know Maria had a look at them to make sure that they she was comfortable that we were communicating her findings well That's fine
0: Christ- uh, Christopher that's for yeah that's, that's that's again that's well canvassed the question was do you have trust issues in your caucus
1: Uh no absolutely not I uh, know we, we talked about it very openly uh, in our caucus
0: our caucus is unified and welcome Sam back So you'll be aware the Christchurch City Council gave the thumbs down last week, uh, which is a polite way of putting it, to the housing intensification policy, uh, something which is backed by your party as well. Is what happened last week going to be enough for National to reconsider its commitment to this policy?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, there's a couple of things going on here. I mean, one is we do have a housing crisis in this country, and we have a really big supply problem. And it is that we need to you know, open up greenfield sites, and we also need to intensify our cities as our population grows. We've got major challenges. We've got a country the size of the UK or Japan with more expensive house prices and less people because we've got red tape, zoning rules, resource consenting time. Yes, but is
0: National going to reconsider its endorsement of this policy?
1: Um, well, what we what we think is that there is a way. We have to intensify the cities. We actually give a lot of qualifying matters in the legislation for councils to be able to make uh, interactions themselves, you know, to, to make the right ac- you know, accommodations themselves for their local communities. Um, but we're also open to changes and hearing how the bill can be improved. What does that mean? Well, it just means that, you know, really, you know, councils have enormous discretion within the bill to actually, Parliament's given them a lot of terms to be able to say what suburbs, what areas need to be covered by, by the zoning rules. And there's some good reasons. It might be heritage, it might be ecological, it might be infrastructure, or any other matter, frankly, is under legislation that makes higher density inappropriate. And so... Some councils, like Auckland, have gone off and said, "Right, these areas are going to be apartments and, and you know uh, higher density housing. There's medium density and there's low density, and these are the suburbs that, that conform to that. That's a discre- That's up to council to, to make that discretion."
0: And well, but what makes you so think that so confident that the government is going to be so open and so considerate of other ideas when you've been so condemning of the government over its inability to l- listen over the three waters issue? Um, you, mean, you mean with respect to the medium density? Yeah, bill? yeah. Why, why would the government do it behave any differently? Why, why do you have such faith in the government over that, but not in the three waters?
1: well well because uh, well, I think the three waters is a, is a different deal in the sense of you know the scale benefits costs are unrealistic there's lots of cross subsidization and the governance management structures are going to be lead to massive bureaucracy and local people won't have influence over their local issues in this case there's discretion within this bill for local communities and local government in this case to have have influence over over what happens in their community um, to give you a feel for it you know because I know it's been sort of represented but one of the things in the legislation is if you 've got a site you, you've got, you're only allowed to have 50% of coverage on that site to have three homes up to three storeys built. If you can't meet that, then you revert, revert back to the
0: normal process. So so, so, in, so in your view, then, the, things in here sounds to me like you, your view is that the Christchurch City Council did the wrong thing last week.
1: Well, I think I would have encouraged Christchurch City Council to use the discretion that's within the bill uh, to exclude the areas where the concerns are real. Um, that's what I would have expected or encourage them to do.
0: Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Christopher.
1: Appreciate it, Okay. John. Have a good day. Have. Thank you. Bye now.